You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, I was uh, thinking back to a year ago, right around this time. Um, at that point, the Baltimore Ravens were eight and three. Mm, okay, leading the division um, in the AFC North. In some... fact, they had the number one record in the AFC at that time, I believe, at eight and three. Sounds very possible. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee ended up getting the one, but then the Chiefs weren't, you know, eleven and zero or right. anything at that point. Right, and Lamar was in MVP talks and you know all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt. Um, the Ravens held a three and a half game lead over the Steelers at that point, who okay. were five five and one. Uh, six weeks later, the Steelers were nine seven and one, and the Ravens were eight and nine. I mean, this is what happens when you lose a great player. It is. Well, a couple things to unpeel there is this season is far from over, folks. I mean, you mentioned last segment exactly X amount of years ago, one day difference, you know, against yeah. the Saints, all that stuff. I mean. It's hard to maintain greatness for 17-plus games. That's kind of my point. So what what made me think of this was the situation in Buffalo I with Josh Allen. Too, right. Like, if, if the Bills don't have Josh Allen right, for, for even a month. Even a month. In the AFC, in that division, with a loss already to Miami and the Jets? Right. Like, it's time to be things, scared. Things can go south real quick. Yeah. They play the Vikes this week. I think you're on top is better than I am, but I think they were eight or nine. They point opened favorites. as nine and a half point favorites. It dropped immediately after after uh, Sean McDermott talked today and said he did. I'm not talking about Josh's injury. Mm-hmm. He's going to be limited all week. We'll see about the game. Yeah. So do you? It agree dropped to three with, and a half. It's in Buffalo. <laughs> do you agree with me that if it's Case Keenum, the Bills are a dog? Still got a good it's defense. Close. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not but, a bad team, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's it becomes a mu- I mean, a, a much more of a loss. Yeah, right. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's that's no. Now the one part. loss was it. They'll be now. The Vikings will now be the team. Remember, we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Does any team play both Philadelphia and Buffalo in their places? Oh, okay. It will be will, the Vikings. But, but unfortunately, without Josh Allen, <laughs> without Josh totally Allen, different beast. completely changes the equation. If you don't think so, look at the Ravens last year with and without Lamar. Right. I mean, I don't. I'm not predicting this or thinking it's you know probable. But the Bills could miss the playoffs. Oh, yeah. If he I doesn't mean, play? I mean, right. I mean, Absolutely. They, could, they, they look like they're the number one in the power ranks. So we saw what they did to the Steelers, ripping through the league. If he misses six weeks or, you know, Doc it's, looks at it and says, this needs surgery. It's not – I mean, he's – yes, already you know he's their leading passer. He's also their leading rusher. Right. Like, he's their, he's their number one rushing uh, threat. It's kind of like what Lamar was. Exactly, exactly. And, and I'm not sure if we had this conversation yesterday or not, but, again, I, I was calling it – Rich guy problems. Yeah, you know, right. Like everyone would change, you know, many people, all of our listeners, would change <laughs> offensive production with the Bills. Yeah. Of course. But as great teams go, they're so dependent on Allen, of course, and Diggs. But, like, who else is a really good player on that offense? You know, like, Davis, to me. The offensive line's average. I mean, it's good. Yeah. I mean, they run the ball okay when they yeah. need to. Dawson Knox is fine. But they have two stars. I mean, they have two great players and then they have a bunch of B minuses and stuff. You know, like yeah. they could come back to earth quickly on offense if either one of those guys is 
does the Lamar routine. Yeah. You know I mean, and one of them looks like it might be doing the Lamar routine. It just shows how quickly things can change in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, one part of the season is not like the next. No, not at all. At all. I mean, coaches based break on, it up in quarters. Right. For a be, reason. For a reason. And you don't, I mean, and, and even like some of these stats I do. The stuff that happened in week two that influences them isn't all that important. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I think most people listening know this, but as a rule of thumb, when you prepare for a team, they're not watching week one of what the Saints did. Right. You know, they watch the last four games, give or take, you know, and really base it off of that, see what your new tendencies are. These coaches change all the time. Who got injured? How do you adapt? Oh, teams are blitzing you like crazy. How's that working? But they didn't at the beginning of the year, whatever it is. So yeah, it changes very quickly. Yeah, it's just it's just very interesting. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about here, Matt, real quick, if you were if you're Buffalo and you were in the the AFC South or NFC South, you'd feel a lot better. Uh, Josh, sit down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, take yeah. a month, and we'll still. But now we'll you're in the AFC division. East, and you've you've only got a one game lead. The and Bills you lost to both those teams. The Bills are the only team in the division who don't have a division win. Right, right, right. You're 0-2. You're 0-2 in a division. And both those teams earned it. I mean, yeah. they were, they wasn't fluky. I mean, the Miami one was odd, but it wasn't fluky. You could easily be third in that division when it's said and done and hoping the Chargers lose so you get in the wild card. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know what right. I mean? Week 18. Yeah, it's just it's, it's very it's precarious. Bonkers. They looked invulnerable. I mean, they looked, you know. It's kind of part of the problem with having these quarterbacks – who carry so much of the the weight sure, on their team? Sure. I mean, the Lamars, the Josh Allens, the, yeah. even to a certain degree, Mahomes, because they don't run the ball particularly well. What he threw sixty eight passes or something, right? Yesterday? Right. You take I mean, that out of the equation, and, and in a way, I mean, they're different styles, but the Bucks and Packers and were so dependent on their great quarterback. Yeah. When he turns from an A to a B, I'm like, no, oh, the the offense goes from an A minus to a C. You know. When to get your thoughts on this? So I looked these up uh, today, earlier okay. today. In 2020, there were eight quarterbacks in the league who averaged less than 6.5 yards per pass attempt, hmm. and 13 who were under seven yards per pass attempt. Okay. This year, there are 11 quarterbacks. Yeah. 11 quarterbacks who are under six and a half yards per pass attempt, and 19 who are under seven yards per pass attempt. It absolutely adds up. The defense that's sweeping the league is the Fangio. What he kind of does is it, he, he they play with lighter boxes, and they ask their front to play a gap and a half. It used to be your one-gap team, your two-gap team. Right. Now they kind of cheat and do both. And if you're not so great against the run, so be it. We are not allowing big plays. We're going to play so much too high, cover four, cover two, um, you know, to, uh, a deep shell. Explosives are killing, you know, is what all the defensive coordinators are fear the most. And as a result, though, I I think this hurts the Steelers a little bit. There's some teams out there that are benefiting. Atlanta, Chicago, the Giants. They're running the crap out of them. The, the, the yeah. Browns, you know, that aren't super talented and don't really care about the big play. Daniel Jones isn't hitting Wandell Robinson on 80 yarders anyway. Right. So these defenses have adapted, and some of the lesser, and I put that in quotes, they're flat out lesser. I mean, the Giants, Atlanta, Bears, they don't have very many good players, but they're running the crap out of the ball, and they're keeping their head more than above water. Winners from close games, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I actually wrote an article about that earlier in the year. 
if the Steelers could get some kind of running game, they're not really built that way. I mean, you want to feature Deontay and Fryermuth and all these guys, yeah. but it's not like they're going to be hitting big plays, and they're not. But if you had a serious ground game that was two levels better than it's been, you would be causing a lot more problems. The other, you know the mean? other part of the equation with this, so scoring is, is down across the league. There's one team right now averaging more than 30 points per game in the league. It's the, the Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs. The Chiefs are over 30. There are 10 teams scoring 20 or less. Yeah, and the league hates that. Yeah. In, in Again, in 2020, you had five teams that averaged more than 30 points per game, mm-hmm. and you had just four under 20. 2020 was the COVID year, though. Right. That was a little – that was higher than ever. But people but started. Still, but people, uh, the, the, coach, still down, down, the coaching down. staffs adju- adjusted and mm-hmm. started playing more of that. That oh, deep, no uh, we're not, not going to give this up. And you know, some, even last year, you'd see that kind of stuff against the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, and Mahomes and Allen and those type of guys. You know, had to learn to Brady their way down the field and dink and dunk. Now it's everybody. Everybody has to. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, the the Bengals got tons of single high last year, and they just throw bombs to chase down the sidelines. Yeah. Now they never see single high. Right. <laughs> you know? And the other thing that that does now, because quarterbacks are, again, averaging less than seven yards per pass mm-hmm. attempt, uh, you've got to you've got to matriculate the ball down yeah. the field. Got to be patient. And if you make a mistake, a holding penalty, a sack, mm-hmm. a, a turnover, obviously, sure, uh, you're not scoring. Right. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And what's kind of interesting to me is I mentioned Brady. The old dude should be good at that. Right. Because they've been around the block and they'll take what you're giving them. But the old guys aren't playing very well. And I don't think it's because of the way the defense are playing. I just think they all got old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, basically, you know, Rogers in particular. But it's just, it's just interesting. I mean, you know, the league that would love, I mean, we're going to do a fantasy segment next segment. Everyone that plays fantasy knows. Scoring's down. Way down. You know, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's harder than ever. You don't put up big weeks. I think the league would like more scoring. Obviously. The the one thing I think that is they they should look at like now though is all the illegal men downfield stuff. I keep tweeting that yeah. out. Like, oh, are... <laughs> they they made it a point of emphasis this year. Mm-hmm. And that's point. great if 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 scoring is score. You know, teams are scoring like crazy. Yeah. And you get a five yard penalty, you don't care. Right. But you're typically negating some kind of positive plan because it's an easy completion. Yeah, right, right. It's catch and run. That's mm-hmm. what they're going to give you. You're going to, you know. Yeah. And you're taking that off the board, and you're 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 taking a five yard penalty, and you know, again, if First you're not fifteen, yeah, I mean, if you're averaging seven yards a, a pass attempt, and you only complete two out of three, you're punting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say this probably too much, but I mean, the root of all the problem, in my opinion, is the D lines are so much better than the O line. Yeah. And the NFL, Roger Gale would never sit the podium and be like, well, the O-lines aren't nearly as good as the D-lines. They, they massage things to make life easier, like the 2020 year when holding was holding legal. Holding was legal, Right, yeah. right. You know? So to hurt the offense with this point of emphasis, and these point of emphasis are always highly emphasized. Yeah. They're not gently— But you know, typically, one, they'll, they'll emphasize no it for like the first month of the season and then scale it back. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that happen. No. I've seen I've seen at least one illegal man downfield call in every game that I've seen this year. No, everyone, yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll be like, we're going to be tighter on defensive holding or whatever it is, and the players adapt, and the and the and the refs also overemphasize it in the preseason yeah. and call everything close. But the problem with this one is 
The old linemen don't know. It's RPOs. They don't know. Yeah. Their eyes are forward. <laughs> they don't know if the ball got handed off or thrown. I mean, they're blocking their guy downfield. Should I sit here and just let him go free? You know, like, right? Uh, they might need to let that slide. And if more. I would like them, see, I'd like to see them adjust the rule. Right now, it's one yard mm-hmm. downfield. One yard downfield for guys who are six five. That's one step. It's one step. And it's less. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. How about how about two or two. three yards? Right. 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 You know. Or just, yeah, exactly. I think that's perfect. I, I don't want guys running downfield. No, I don't want that. Right, right. But I, I, two you yards. Know, two, I mean, again, two steps is, and, and the other I don't part. It's that much of an advantage. Yeah, either, that's you know? the other thing. And, and it's supposed to be, as we saw in the game against the Browns with the Steelers, uh, if, if the lineman is engaged with a, blo- with a mm-hmm. rusher, if you take your guy and you shove him. If you do your job and put him five, in yards, back, down five field, yards down the field, like your coach to do, that shouldn't be a call. The situation right. for the Steelers in that game was that the guy got hurt. Yeah, he yeah, went yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and what are you gonna do? I mean, he he got beat. You're there. You're there to. You're engaged, and all of a sudden he just crumples, and mm-hmm. now you're standing there with nothing. You know, oh, I got no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as mentioned, the O line's job's hard enough as it is, and now I don't know if it's a run or a pass, and I'm gonna get flagged, and I do have. Perfect hand position. I came off the ball great, but I can't drive this guy. Get a two bar downfield, or flags are going to hit me in the back. Yeah. You know, but like, what if it's a running play? Right, exactly. You know, it's an RPO. They could be running behind you, and you want to create the hole. Yeah, and I don't because I'm worried about the flag. Like it's a little sticky. I'm not sure how the NFL should fix it. But to your suggestion, at least just say two yards. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that cuts and out it, half it, of them. And it's an imaginary line to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the officials are going to call. You know, they're calling that. Um, you know, they look at those. Is that a yard? Is that a yard and a half? Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, I, it's such an arbitrary rule. It is. And clearly, not that anyone cares anymore, but like, go watch 1980s tape of, or 90s when Jim Kelly's in the shotgun. Those tackles aren't like three yards off the ball either. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it looks like a line. Yeah. You know, now it's like now a, it's a v. flying V. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like so geese. they are helping these guys because <laughs> they're not on the ball. Yeah. Like, who are we even kidding? The, the tackles in some of those situations. Yeah, their, their head is supposed to be the rule is now that their head has to be at the guy next to them's belly button. His waist. Okay, I didn't know that. It has to be okay. even with his waist. So they're they're, they're giving you the you flying. Can give v. A little v. You can You're look right. like geese flying south for the winter. <laughs> yeah. Um, Some of the teams though, it's like wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, the Steelers did get called a couple of times for that in the game a couple of weeks ago. Mm, I yeah, think it was, yeah. was that in Miami. I think so. I think they got get called for it twice. I think a core right. four got hit I with it once, and Bantman Moore got hit with it once. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But some of the arbitrary. You know, one one crew calls it, and the next crew doesn't. There are some that kind of stuff that happens. Crew to crew too. Um, you know, it's, it's just it drives me crazy. But yeah. it, but it's such a great game, right? It's a hard one to officiate. It's a hard one to write rules for compared to hockey and baseball and things like that yeah. too. But scoring being down, I promise changes next year. Oh, they'll adjust that thing. Yeah, it's going to go. You know, well, we got to get rid of that rule. We got to yeah. get. Now you got offense plays with twelve now. Yeah, go back to <laughs> yeah. emphasizing defensive holding and things of that nature mm-hmm. to, to you know pump up the offensive numbers. A but I bit. bet deep down, I mean, the guys that know that are really in charge of the of the league are like, man, this is a potential problem. We got to get in front of it. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about all those Thursday night games that have been blah. Uh, Offensively, Brutal. well, okay, let's let's get some scoring. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's two bad teams, but they play in the thirties. Yeah, if it's in the thirties, yeah. and seeing big plays, and you know, I think Sports Center highlights aren't as good as they used to be. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not Tyreek Hill splitting the safeties and you know, big plays left and right. You know, so everyone's adjusting how they play, and that's not unique in this league. Yeah, when you when you have but... guys like Justin Herbert, 
averaging less than seven mm-hmm. yards per pass attempt. That's not good for the that's game. That's not good for the game. I mean, he's a true star. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, a young bat, you know, young Dominique Wilkins. And, and some of that's because yeah. their offensive line stinks as well. And their because they've had some injuries too. But, but still, right, yeah, that's not just, what they want. They it's want problematic. The stars looking like stars. Yeah. You, and this year's down. A third of the league averaging less than twenty points a game. Yeah. A third a of the third, league. Twenty point. I mean, a twenty-one twenty <laughs> game is. Sh- Basically considered low scoring. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's not a, a barn burner at all. The only people that like these kind of games is Vegas because nobody bets the unders. Nobody bets unders. Everybody likes this. they all bet the overs because they want points. I mean, we're close to the same age. We were born understand the seventies and great defense. A nine six game's fine for me as a viewer right. if it's great defense. But like watching Colts Broncos on Thursday, or you know, like yeah. that was not great defense. That's just ineptitude. <laughs> Inept offenses, right. I yeah. Mean, just bad, bad, bad. That kind of stuff needs to go. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I could stand on a soapbox all day that I think Thursday night football is just a lesser product. Period. But it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. No, yeah. of course not. I mean, it makes big money. We all watch. You know, I get it. Yeah. But it's a lesser. Same product. thing with the with the games overseas. I mean, those are typically kind of eh. Oh man! Because one team, you know, one or both teams are dragging because they've they've flown all, all night to get there. Seattle plays at six a.m. their time this week against Tampa. It's still nine a.m. for Tampa. It's still nine a.m. for Tampa, <laughs> but Seattle's not going till Wednesday. Yeah, and they're they're probably on a flight right now. I, I I would love to see them that game in any other some neutral spot in America. Because I think Seattle's better than Tampa right now. I mean, now. I, can, I, I think it should be I, like the. To me, I think the union needs to step in on that one and say no. You both teams have to go over for the entire week. Mm-hmm. Because or, I can tell you this. You know, when the Steelers played in London in 2013, uh, they flew over after practice on Thursday. Okay. So they practiced too late. They had their regular practice on Thursday, their regular workday on mm-hmm. Thursday. Flew overnight. Got to got to London Friday morning their time London in London yeah. time and then had a normal work day that day. I mean I was I was out of it. You said by kickoff you did not recover. Sunday I still didn't feel right. Yeah I bet. You know? Yeah. Saturday let alone Friday and Saturday were wasted. Well, it's know? definitely gonna happen to Seattle this week and without a doubt. and probably Tampa as well. But you're playing at six AM on your time clock. I mean six AM <laughs> nobody plays football at that time. <laughs> right, right. It's, yeah. it's bizarre. Even if you're in college football, they, you know they're not putting you on this the, the Thursday game of the week on, on uh, no, six right, AM. Right. Of course not. It's just <laughs> weird stuff. And it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of travel. Yeah, I think I think the the, the union um, needs to step in and say something about that. Mm-hmm. Just about, I think it's it becomes a safety it does. issue. It absolutely does. Tired players. The other thing will get is, hurt. I, I've been harping on this for years, and I'm not smart enough to figure out the schedule. But I could, I'm sure, even if it means eliminating a preseason game, you could have a 17 game schedule in 19 weeks and give everyone two buys, and no one plays on. Th- one practice yeah, I, going I, into Thursday. I remember yeah. the year when they had they had a couple of years there where they had the double buys, mm-hmm. and it just was too much. It stretched. The I mean, this was a weird team. week for us. Yeah, as, as fans to have a team. I mean, I see what you're saying, but a true player safety, like you would never go overseas. Well, what they do now, though, is they give you that built-in week after the preseason, so you get the week mm-hmm. off. But nobody's so tired of beat up then. Well, but you still got the extra week to to mm-hmm. kind of heal up and get ready after the yeah. preseason. So I would just like built to see a buy. If you're playing Thursday night, you had a buy already. Now you're pushing the Super Bowl back into mid-February. Well, don't give them that week that they that off week. No, you have to. You almost have to do that mm. because they don't want to. They don't want to play games on Labor Day weekend. Right. I guess that is one of the issues too. Again, I'm not smart enough to figure out the schedule. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, 
I think two buys could get could be done. I don't know. Oh, it could be done, but again, you'd be playing the Super Bowl in the middle of February. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you push it back, and you know that's that's stretching yeah. the season out then too long. A little bit. I mean, this is already a bit of a problem with me. Is NFC Championship game in Green Bay is too cold? <laughs> you know, I mean, like you know, you know what I mean? Like it's too wintry. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially if you're building. You're not even sitting out in it. No, <laughs> right. Nor do I plan on it. But you're right. And that to me, that's a stick. Well, you are one of those watchers that, like, you do virtual reality watching. So you leave the doors and windows open in your house when it's like that. (laughs) Get a brat that gets cold in two seconds. (laughs) Freezes up. Yeah. But there are some league wide issues underneath. Yeah, I mean, we're halfway into this now. It's, you know, early in the season, it's like, well, scoring's down a little bit. Offense is behind defense. Now it's obvious. Now it's just obvious, yeah. Yeah. It's not as high-flying of a a sport right now. Yeah, when you're halfway through the season and one-third of your teams aren't averaging 20 points a game, and there's only one averaging 30. One! One, right, and that's uncommon. Yeah, Yeah. and we know, like, Buffalo and Philadelphia have good offenses. Mm -hmm. Teams like that, that they can score. And, folks, the Steelers aren't a good offense. Right. this hasn't helped either. No. no. <laughs> you know, it's all. a league-wide thing, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. Not at all. Uh, subscribe to the Mike Tomlin Game Day podcast. Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola talks with head coach Mike Tomlin about the upcoming game. New episodes drop every game day. They're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.